what is an evangelist? Who is an evangelist? We are all commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ to be a witness. The great commission is to the whole body. But there are people who have a... So today we're going to be talking about the office of an evangelist. Amen? Now we're going to start from our main text, Ephesians chapter 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Hallelujah. The body of Christ you hear, some of us say stuff like the spirit of the Lord is one. Every activity of the church upon the earth is carried out by the Holy Ghost through the church. So the church is one. It doesn't matter whether they call themselves by whatever denomination or whatever that some people uh, that all of us have names that we call ourselves. The body of Christ is one. It's one body. The Bible says that by faith we drank into the same spirit with God. The whole of the body of Christ around the world is one with the Godhead. Amen? And even the body in heaven and the body here are connected. The whole of the kingdom of God is connected. There is no division in the kingdom of God. Amen? God does not see division. Hallelujah. And the world is soon going to see the manifestation of the sons of God. Hallelujah. One God and one Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, this word perfecting of the saints means to make ready the saints to make the saints ready for the Lord. Amen? Make mature, make ready, so that we're ready for the second coming of Christ. Amen? And then also to teach the church and get the church to the place where the church is able to carry out ministry upon the earth, to serve, to give, to share the word, hallelujah, make disciples of men, come to that place where we have then, we know the truth, and are able to pass it on to others. Amen. And then for the building up of the body of Christ. That's what the gifts are. It's not to tear down the body. But to build the body. Amen. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the son of God. Unto a perfect man. 
unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about by, with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. The head of the body is Christ. The head of Christ is God. And God is in the head and the rest of the body. Hallelujah. From whom the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that, by that which every joint supplied, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make an increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Now we go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Now, the work of an evangelist, this word evangelist, you may not see it directly under when we're reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12, all right? But the gifts that operate in the office of an evangelist, we can find there. What is an evangelist? Who is an evangelist? An evangelist is one who preaches the good news of the kingdom of God, which is the gospel. He's ordained. The evangelist is one who's ordained, appointed and anointed of God, of the Lord, to be a witness of Christ and of his kingdom to others and bring them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, every one of us is called to be a witness. Every one of us is called to win souls. But an evangelist wins souls in a, far, in a mega capacity. It's just like, you know, a lot of people like to fish. does not mean that they're really fishermen. You know, people go out there, you see them with their fancy boats, they go out there, you know, they, they stay there with their little hook and they're putting in and putting in and putting in. Maybe they might do 20 a day sometimes. I see them, some Japanese, they go into these little holes, they dig them in the ground, they build some machines and all that. They do it for fun. But the real fishermen that go with these big ocean vessels you see them, they look rugged. They are not relaxed. You know, we watch, you know, sometimes they, they call them wicked tuna or something like that. You see them, they're in the storm, the rain is coming, they don't care, you know, they're just out there. And they're fishing big, mega. When they bring it in, the fish just fills the whole boat. It's like you see them in their boots and all of that. They're not looking like they're having fun. They look like they're walking and they're walking. Praise God. And they bring in a lot of fish. Hallelujah. The evangelist brings in souls into the kingdom. They share the good news of the kingdom of God. They may be able and they also have in the gift of the evangelist the ability to plant churches. Now, the person who does that on a mega scale is the apostle. But a bit of the office of the evangelist is in the apostle. Praise God. The evangelist wing souls starts churches. 
They don't continue with the church anyway because evangelist does not, is not a pastor. But he can pastor until a church gets to that place because he's always an exhorter, exhorting the people, urging them to, to, you know, stay in the Lord, stay on fire, all that fire. All the time there's a lot of excitement jumping up, you know. You get what I'm saying? Driving the people and to an extent that's good to start a church. Amen? But after a while, you have to tend the sheep. That's where the office of the pastor comes in. This word evangelist is, we only find it about three times in the New Testament. We also see it in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5. Glory be to God, where the apostle Paul was talking to Timothy and he said, But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, and make full proof of thy ministry. I'll say something about his gifts. It's us who realize because God uses everything that is, that is us. What I mean by that is that when you meet an evangelist, he's never at rest except he's having programs that win souls. Those people who are evangelists have this hunger. There's always a hunger to go out there. It's a, it's a duty. It's upon them. It's like a burden. Except they do it, they will not be themselves. The scriptures tell us there, it says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings. That's good news. Bears good news. That publisheth peace that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation, that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. Now, out of the fivefold ministry, this ministry gift is actually to the world. It's God's advanced force. And especially the office of the apostle. Now, the rest of the body, we win souls. But we don't necessarily operate the way an evangelist does. An evangelist is an itinerant minister. He goes from place to place, witnessing for Christ, planting churches, as the case may be. Praise the Lord. So in that office, the person's joy is to see people, a lot of people come to Christ. We are all commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ to be a witness. The great commission is to the whole body. But there are people who have a have grace, special grace to do these things. Praise the Lord. In the office of an evangelist, you have two gifts that operate predominantly in that office when that person is an evangelist. One is the gifts of the gift of miracles, of the working of miracles is there. Hallelujah. And the gifts of healing. Healings. And so the evangelist has a lot of, you know, one of, that office is special. It has, God gives that evangelist a lot of latitude. He can commit the kingdom of God. And he says things that pastors and well, we don't you, don't, you don't go around saying those things. But evangelist will come, he will hit you and run. And sometimes they... They say things that are not meant for the church. In the kingdom, we don't talk like that. But an evangelist can talk like that when he's ministering to the world. He says stuff like, um, we are all sinners. 
We don't talk to the church like that. The church, we're not all sinners. In fact, to be a member of the church, you have to have been made righteous. You didn't become righteous by your own ability, amen? By faith in Christ, you became, you were declared righteous by God. Because he who knew no sin, God made to become sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Bible says on the cross, Jesus took our sins. That was how he was made sin. Then God took his righteousness and credited it to our account. Amen? It's like you were owing a debt. Somebody went to pay your debt. So you're now debt free. Amen? The evangelist preaches the word. He knows how to spread the gospel like we've said. He or she knows how to exhort people to give their lives to Christ through preaching of the word of God and demonstration of God's power. The demonstration of God's power is in that office. He doesn't make much effort to do that. He comes, you know, it's not like he's exercising big mega faith. He's faith, though, but it's the faith of the Son of God. Hallelujah. The evangelist can be preaching and the Holy Ghost will just start moving and things will start happening to confirm the word. Praise the Lord. A pastor can speak for weeks and you don't see any. There are miracles, but it's in the people's lives, you know. They're improving in their Christian work and all of that. But an evangelist, he'll be talking. Once he's talking, somebody falls somewhere, boom. Different things start happening because he's talking to the world. And God shows up in signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen? To show that he is God and that he is alive. Amen? You can also have the gift of special faith in the office of an evangelist. Hallelujah. Some of the evangelist has prophecy working. The Holy Ghost walks through the church and gives gifts or distributes these gifts and manifests them as he wills. Amen? As he wills. So somebody can be an evangelist and come into a place and prophesy. Hallelujah. And prophesy to the people. Glory be to God. Or have word of knowledge while he's preaching. There's somebody in this place, he will say something. All those things are signs that God gave to that office or to the body for the world, for us to be blessed, one, edified, two, for anybody who does not know the Lord that comes into our midst to know that God is a living God. He's alive. Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. He died, but he rose again. He's really alive. Amen? The first evangelist that we know in the scriptures was the master. He's an apostle and an evangelist. He went from place to place preaching. Amen? But, you know, after he rose from the dead, praise God, and gave out these gifts, Philip was the one person that we saw manifest the office of an evangelist. And the Bible did talk about it in Acts 21, verse 8. It says, And the next day, we that were of Paul's company departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. The same had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Praise the Lord. Philip was an evangelist. Though he was a deacon, when he served faithfully there, God 
promoted him and gave him the office of an evangelist. Hallelujah. And let me say this. You might have started off your Christian life without being called to any office. But maybe you found yourself in a place where the, God didn't have anybody and you are, you are hungry for God to use you. God can put a gift upon your life. The Lord Jesus, who's the chief administrator of the church, the executive president of the church can give it to you by the Holy Ghost. And you start operating in that office. Amen? So Philip had signs. He had wonders. He had miracles. Praise God. And he was the one who God used him so much. He was the one who preached to the Ethiopian eunuch. And when he had done, he was done and baptized the man in water. And the guy came out and, you know, Philip was caught up by the Holy Ghost. Like we see with Timothy, the evangelist, like we said, can start off a church, plant churches, plant churches all over the place and appoint bishops or pastors. Now, some people can be evangelists that are ordained by churches. We see a brother who has been a witness and is witnessing we can lay hands on the person and the person and ordain the person and appoint the person an evangelist. But he's not in the mold of the first, what I mean is the five-fold that we know. Praise God. But that grace will come upon him. Hallelujah. And when Jesus sanctions it, he will become it. The evangelist, when the evangelist is an evangelist of a church or ordained of the church into that office. Praise the Lord. They're still subject to the church. Amen. They're still subject to the church, the pastors, the leaders, the elders of the churches. Amen. Though that evangelist becomes part of the eldership, but they are elders, they still listen to the authority. They're still subject to the authority of the church. Amen? Hallelujah. It's important that we know that there must be order. The Bible says, let all things be done decently and in order. God is a God of order. Amen? All these gifts that we see, they, they, they operate better or begins to operate and become evident as we become more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that happens in the place of prayer. As we begin to pray, we pray, we pray. You're praying and you're praying and you're praying, but a time comes when that fire has built up and the joy of the Lord will fill your heart. Strength will come. Hallelujah. Confidence like nothing else you know will come. Lord, boldness will come. And then God becomes more real than anybody you know. And in that realm, nothing is impossible. All things are possible. Everything is on the table. You don't recognize any giants when you're full like that. You don't see any giants anywhere. You don't see, all you see are possibilities. 
and all these gifts of God, everybody has to be a person of prayer. You have to spend some considerable length of time in fellowship with God. 